When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to Straight Out of Marvel. It's your host, Kevin27, back with another fire episode. And today we have a Marvel news show. Not only that, after the Marvel news show, I am going to put my nope review that has zero views on YouTube. Disappointing you guys, man. You got to support, got to support your guy. I'm going to put that at the end of this Marvel News show video or audio, I should say. I'm going to put it at the end of the audio, and then you guys can hear it then if you didn't catch it on the YouTube. Make sure you follow at Kevin27World on YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter. With that being said, we got a fire news show because it's been a lot of news after all the fallout of San Diego Comic-Con. It's a lot of stuff going on, and you know your boy Kevin27 is here to talk about it. So let's get it. Off day chilling. You already know. Getting lit. And I was like, hmm. I think the listeners deserve another Marvel News show. The Black Panther trailer breakdown or trailer review got over the views I expected. So please. I was like, yeah, we can do another show. So let's do it. We got a lot of stuff to talk about. Now, the first thing I wanted to talk about, let's get down to business. Daredevil Born Again is 18 episodes long. Charlie Cox will return. Now, Charlie Cox returning is not the news of the day, but 18 episodes is. Y'all know how long I've been talking about these bullshit ass six episodes that we keep getting. And then I try to take it into context as a Marvel movie, you know, like, well, a Marvel movie is roughly about two hours. So I'm like, I can't be that mad at getting a show. That's five hours, maybe four fifty, roughly five hours though. Um, I couldn't be that mad at it. So I tried to enjoy it like that. But the six episodes just isn't enough. And I feel like Daredevil, he has such a broad story with three seasons. And let me mind you, even the Netflix series, they all were 13 episodes. So this is even more than the Netflix series. It's five more episodes than the Netflix series, which those were all fleshed out perfectly. Um, I never watched uh, Iron Fist. But as far as okay, so yeah, those episodes were only 13, and we getting five additional than that, and they were all good, minus Iron Fist. I didn't see that, or Jessica Jones. Uh Jessica Jones boarded me out for after the first couple episodes. I was like, I don't really care. I'm not even gonna lie. Didn't really care for Jessica Jones too much. And if you talk to Bree Dubs, she said 
that she liked the first season, but season two and three was not it. And she also said, uh, Bree Doves also said that Jessica Jones, they didn't uh, appreciate the shape of Jessica Jones because they're trying to go for um, the skinny model, which that's not what Jessica Jones was. I don't know. I'm not really into Jessica Jones, but uh, holla at Bree Dubs about that, y'all. So Daredevil Born Again is 18 episodes long. What do you guys think? Do you think we are going to get four months of Daredevil on television, which is not television because streaming is the new television? Do you think we're going to get four months of that or will they drop two episodes per week? I'm thinking they're going to drop two episodes per week. I told y'all, Disney is not only just Marvel. They got Star Wars and they got other stuff. So I'm thinking that they have to make it at least, like they got to make it fair. Star Wars, they don't have enough to compete with Marvel. They just don't. They got their universe and it works for them. But as far as going multiverse and all like the range of characters is not as deep as it is in Marvel. Like, like, let's just keep it real. So they got to be kind and feed all of them. That's why I was saying, I feel like Obi-Wan Kenobi, the finale did probably better than Miss Marvel because they got to feed all of these different fan bases. So I'm not sure, but I do think that with this being 18 episodes, maybe five, ep- I don't want to say five, probably four episodes of filler, which I'm not mad at four episodes of filler. I'm really not as long as the filler is good because the story of Daredevil was very great and it's going to take a lot to pick back up the pieces that were left back in 2018. Like, seriously. It's going to take a lot to get back to that moment. Yeah, he appeared in Spider-Man No Way Home. Yeah, he's going to appear in She-Hulk. But I think they are going to have to pick up the pieces for the rest of the, you know, Daredevil Netflix universe and ingratiate them. And it's going to take more than six episodes, 10, 12, 13, 14. They need 18 episodes for it. I'm not mad at it at all. So Black Panther's first trailer received 172 million views in its first 24 hours of release. For comparison, according to MCU to the Direct, Spider-Man No Way Home is number one with 355. Avengers Endgame is 289. And Thor is number three with 209 million views. I'm cool with that. Yes, it's significantly lower, but if you look at the trailer, they didn't reveal much with revealing a lot. Because when I watched it again on my television, I was like, oh, they actually did show a lot in the trailer, but they didn't make it cohesive. The Spider-Man No Way Home trailer revealed the first, like the beginning of the, the movie. The Spider-Man No Way Home trailer is the beginning of the Spider-Man No Way Home movie. It's literally the beginning in two minutes. 
So when you look at it from that perspective, it makes sense why Sony, like why they sold out because Sony sold the movie in the first couple of minutes. I'm not mad at it. It got 1.8 billion. The only movie to reach a billion uh, dollars in the last few years. So clearly they did what they had to do, but that's why I'm not going to say the Wakanda forever trailer wasn't as good or well, it wasn't as good as no way home, but it was definitely better than Thor 11 thunder. I mean, Thor 11 thunder was like mid and is I'm glad it was mid because when I saw the movie, I was like, this movie's so great. So I'm thinking that Marvel is trying to scale back on the trailers, you know, even think about Endgame. Um, we seen that Tony was alive. Like, you know what I'm saying? We seen Tony was alive in the Endgame trailer. And we like, damn, he alive. Like, you know what I mean? Like, a lot of us was wondering, like, well, is he dead? He's on a foreign planet. We don't know what's going on. How's he going to survive with no food? And then they showed us that he survived. Even though he was on his deathbed, pretty much. You remember, he told Pepper Potts in the video that he left, like, he only had about 24 hours. And he got saved by Captain Marvel. But he was on his deathbed. So let's not try to act like he wasn't. But we did find out he was alive. But in game, they showed us a lot. Like they showed us Thanos was going to, like, we was fighting the younger Thanos. Like they pretty much laid it all out on the table. This will kind of forever, you know, we aren't sure of what's going on. And I'm not mad at that. I am not mad at it at all. Oh, and I got a fun um I have a fun thing for y'all too at the end of this. But um yeah. So yeah, I'm cool with the the views. I've seen people disappointed. There's like it should have cracked at least 200. It's not going to come close. Um yeah, I like I said, the first Black Panther movie it was an experience that I don't think can be recreated. I mean, if people go and, you know, the black people from America go and wearing dashikis and all of that, it would be just kind of like trying to recreate Black Panther instead of, you know, what Black Panther was. And that was just original. So I'm cool with it being lowered, I'm pretty sure it's not going to do as well in the box office as the first Black Panther, but it's still it's it's still going to shake culture. I'm pretty sure. Speaking of Black Panther, a Black Panther single player open world game is in development at EA. Um, how do y'all feel about that? I'm cool. I'm so great with that, especially since they say it's open world. So it'll be more based on what uh, Spider-Man was. Because even though it's one city, that's all you need. It's open world. You can just play Spider-Man without having to play Spider-Man, if that makes sense. I only say that if you've seen the, if you play the Guardians of the Galaxy game, the game is you have to play the story to play the game. You have to go within the game. You can't really do what you want in the Guardians of the Galaxy game. 
So I think the Black Panther game is going to be kind of like Spider-Man. You can kind of just roam. If you want to just roam around with Black Panther in Wakanda, I'm thinking that's what it's going to be. You know, because they say open world. They just said a single player game. I wouldn't think that. I probably think it'd be more like Guardians, but no. They said it's an open world game, and I'm cool with that. And I think it's going to be plenty of fun. If you're an OG straight out of Marvel listener, you know I've been like begging for this. I'm like, where are the Marvel video games? You know, Marvel is so big, and I'm like, where are the Marvel video games now? Of course, they released since I've said that they released Guardians of the Galaxy, and you know, they're coming with. Uh, Midnight Suns this year and a bunch of other Marvel projects Wolverine, Spider-Man 2 is coming but still I'm glad they are expanding they can do a video game for every project and I will buy everyone honestly Marvel has the biggest market you know Marvel has the biggest market I think in uh, entertainment I don't even want to say cinema I want to say in entertainment because the amount of entertainment fans like let's say if they came out with a football movie the amount of people that will go watch a football movie isn't even close to the amount of people that will go watch a uh, Marvel movie so when you talk about it like the amount of people that will play a Marvel video game as opposed to a sports football video game, I think it's kind of close. So, I mean, yeah, of course. I think that is good, and I think it has to happen for Marvel. And I'm glad that they are coming with more things, right? I'm just glad that that's happening. I love Marvel, man. I'm just so glad. This is the golden age of cinema and everything. So Marvel Studios president Kevin Feige has confirmed the MCU's Fantastic Four will not be an origin story. So pretty much what he's saying is we're just going to plop into the Fantastic Four doing their thing. I'm not mad at that. The only thing is we don't know the Fantastic Four's origin story. If you've seen Fanforstic, it was trash. No one cares about that origin. That movie was terrible. And if you want to talk about the original Fantastic Four, the movie came out in like 2001 or 2002. Like, it was so long ago. Does that even matter? Or are you going to be those characters back? Because if they bring the original cast back, you remember, Chris Evans said he wouldn't mind coming back to the MCU if he could play the, uh, I was going to say the Flash. But whatever the the hot dude. Damn. What was that dude? Bear with me, people. And it's so fucked up because I should know this. Oh, damn. This movie came out in 2005. So don't just act like I didn't. Anyway, the movie came out in 2005. Yeah, it makes sense. I was like 14. But what I'm saying is Chris Evans said he would like to come back as the Human Torch. So... It would kind of make sense if they brought the whole cast back and just did a Fantastic Four 3 type shit. 
but it'd just be a new Fantastic Four, but it still would be Fantastic Four or three. And just have that same cast. It's already kind of looking iffy for John Krasinski as Reed Richards. And I would not be mad at that. You know what I'm saying? I will not be mad if they brought the original cast back from Fantastic Four and just was like, hey, they've been here this whole time, retired or some crazy shit. You know what I mean? I wouldn't be mad at that. Because do we need an origin story for everyone? No, we don't. Like, come on, bro. I'm not mad at it. So I'm totally on board with having that same fan. And that's just a theory of mine. I'm not saying that's what's going to happen. But if they're not going to do an origin story, it would be weird as fuck for them to just drop a Fantastic Four in the MCU and we just supposed to believe it. We always see how these characters get their powers. All of them. Spider-Man. Uh, Captain America. Iron Man. I mean, name one. You can't name anyone that we don't know where their origins come from. If you want to say Captain America, when you talk about Sam Wilson, we got to see him. He, was, he had the wings even in when he was in the army. There's no one you can say that we don't know how they got their origins in the MCU. So I think that that could be a viable option, and I won't be mad at it. What say you tell me at Kevin27World on Instagram or Twitter? Bruh, new Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse merch has revealed that Spider-Punk will appear in the sequel, and that is just rad. We might see some good Spider-Punk action. It's very quick, but I would love to see that because I love Spider-Punk. It's one of my go-tos. Excuse me. It's one of my go-tos when I'm playing Spider-Man, honestly. I really love that outfit, and I would love to see Spider-Punk and all that Spider-Punk will have to offer. American Chavez star... Um, Charlie Gomez, I'm gonna just call her Miss Gomez, has addressed her potential role in Adventures the King Dynasty. And it's a quote she says, I can't really ignore the fact that her powers are traveling the multiverse, and the next chapter of the MCU is literally the multiverse saga. Saga, end quote. Saga, I said saga. Um, yeah, of course. I mean. I know a lot of people is just like, oh, phase four was bullshit and phase four didn't have anything to offer, bruh. They are planting seeds for the epic phase five. Phase five is going to be the best phase. I'm thinking phase five might be the best phase of any of the phases. And only why I say that, because I think phase five is just going to have, like, I think Kang is going to set a tone that is crazy. Kevin Feige already said, like, Kang is going to leave a mark on the MCU that will change it forever. And I think that Kang, like, him, he's just, I don't know, something about Kang and Jonathan Majors, he's going to be a huge star. He's already, you know, a big actor. I feel like he's one of my favorite actors right now. But I feel like once you see his performance in Kang or being Kang, it's going to be crazy. I mean, we didn't get Avengers, the, you know, the Thanos 
saga. Like we get Infinity War, the King, the King Dynasty. Like seriously, I think he's gonna go crazy. And America Chavez, her being able to surf the multiverse, now she has the full unlimited power to do it. It is going to be something crazy. And speaking of the King Dynasty, the Shang-Chi director, Destin Daniel Cretton, or Cretton, will reportedly direct Avengers the King Dynasty. And let me mind you, Ah, matter of fact, I don't remember. Let me go back. I can't remember if the King, I maybe it's the King Dynasty first and then Secret Wars. But um, actually, let's go see. Okay, so the King Dynasty is first, May 2025, and then Secret Wars is November 7, 2025. So it's just like it's really cool. That you know he's gonna be directing that, and that means honestly, that means to me that Shang-Chi is gonna have a huge role in Secret Wars and the King Dynasty. And that's why I said, man, people just they not let they're not being patient, they're not being patient. Like, let Marvel do what they're gonna do. Okay, so Miss Menace is confirmed to return to Loki. In season or season two, it's Miss Minutes, y'all. Shout out Miss Minutes. Not mad at that, and I'm actually excited for her to come back for season two. Secret Invasion star Kobe Smolder says that Maria Hill has been holding down the fort for Nick Fury during his absence from Earth in the MCU, and the first thing. I have to say is, then why did Peter Parker get arrested? I could have sworn that they were both scrolls in Spider-Man Far From Home, right? Maria and Nick Fury were both scrolls. So I don't understand what she's talking about unless she just had a little mix-up. But she's clearly wrong. Clearly wrong. I don't even know what she's talking about unless she like unless she just misspoke, right? Right? Because what is that about? I just don't think so. Okay. So a new listing for Black Panther 2 has revealed that Namor will be the ruler of Tolokan. Instead of Atlantis in the MCU, which is actually good, you don't want to get that mixed up and make it like, you know, um, Namor and whatever the fish dude uh, from DC is. You know what I mean? I never liked that movie. As soon as I watched Aquaman and his dad has sex with a mermaid, I was just like, really? Something come out of the ocean, the first thing you do is stick your dick in it. I never was feeling that. It just took me out the movie. I know that's hella petty. And yeah, I don't like DC. So I'm judging you differently. I like Shazam, The Joker, and uh, Peacemaker. That's about it. Oh, and I love the Harley Quinn movie. That was one of my favorites. Okay. MC, or Kevin Feige 
has addressed why the MCU phases will no longer culminate with an Avengers movie. This is a quote. He says, many of our movies now are big team-up films introducing big parts of the mythology. Avengers, uh, Avengers films really should be the capper to a saga. So, what he's saying is the capper to a saga which right now we are in the multiverse saga, and this is why we are leaving with Avengers, the Kang Dynasty. Kang is going to win just like Thanos won, and then Secret Wars. And that's going to be the end of the saga. And I get what he's saying because the end of Phase 4 is going to be Wakanda forever. And I'm not mad at them doing that because I'm pretty sure they are going to do it up for Chadwick. This is the first time the MCU has lost one of theirs. And really like shout out to old boy from um Moon Knight, but you know, he was just starting. Black Panther actually had movies under his belt. So this is going to be hard for them to move forward. It's still people like me saying we should recast the Chava. So I understand why they are going to end phase four with Wakanda Forever especially with phase four being all about representation. I don't know if you guys have been keeping up with the Joneses, but phase four is all about representation, LGBTQIA plus representation, black. Um, we got Egyptian representation, like all kind of representation. So to end it with phase four in phase four with Wakanda forever is honestly perfect. And I'm not mad at that. And shout out to Kevin Feige. He's doing it great. He's doing a great job. And he should for he should forever be the president. Okay. Chris Pratt says that he hopes he returns to the MCU at the Guardians of the Galaxy 3. And then he says, there, there's multiverse. And I don't know why he says there, but it should be this multiverse thing. I'm not saying I am, but if a character gets killed, turns out there are like crazy wormholes to bring people back. And with that being said, Star-Lord is going to die in Guardians of the Galaxy 3. That's all. I mean, I mean, he pretty much just confirmed it with him saying he's not. But I feel like he confirmed it. I don't know. Can you guys say maybe I'm reading into it too much? But I don't know. I kind of feel like that's what he was saying. Maybe I'm tripping, but I feel like that's what Chris Pratt was saying, that he's going to die. But, hey, you can always come back in Marvel, which I think that's bullshit. Uh, we'll see. What, we'll see what they do with Gamora. It's some spoiler shit out there uh, regarding Gamora that I'm not going to talk about because it's super spoilery and... I'm not mad at the MCU Direct for saying it because it was shown at Comic-Con. But if they didn't release it online, it's not released. So I'm not going to say what about Gawara. But Chris, uh, not Chris Pratt, James Gunn already said people are going to die in Guardians of the Galaxy 3. So it could be Chris Pratt. And if they bring him back, like, I feel like Gamora's dead. Even though they say 
the Gamora from Endgame is back or whatever. I still feel like she's dead. It doesn't feel like our Gamora. So I don't know. I still think the deaths mean something. Disney Plus's edition of Deadpool's one and two and Logan has broken the company's promise of no rated R movies on the streamer, according to the Parents Television Council. And they said Disney has decided to flush it all down the toilet. Um, how do I feel about this? If they made a promise, then yeah, it's fucked up. But me as a grown ass adult, I don't care. I mean, they have parental controls. I like, bro. I did it. They literally made me put a password on my shit to go on my profile to check rated R. So if your kids, if you don't want your kids watching it, they won't watch it. If you're a careless parent, they will watch it. Or if you're a parent that doesn't care about your kids watching rated R shit, then they'll watch it. I mean, it's not like it's crazy. It's not fucking porno. Like, come on, let's stop acting crazy. But if they did promise, they made a promise, and they broke it, then that sucks for them. Now, let's talk about what's going on. This is my last topic. So Marvel is said to have a lot of bullying power over visual effects companies. And it says, when one VFX company couldn't finish the number of shots and reshoots, Marvel asked for end time. They they effectively blacklisted the company from ever getting work with Marvel again. And then one of the workers said, um, a visual effects artist says, working on Marvel movies includes being underpaid, understaffed, and overworked. And this is a quote. says, I was working seven days a week, averaging 64 hours a week on a good week. says, I've had coworkers sit next to me, break down, and start crying. And what is my response to that? Um, Welcome to America. Tough titty. What you want me to do? Cry for you? I've even seen some shit that said people are trying to boycott Marvel. No, they're not. Because if people are trying to boycott Marvel, go boycott America. Because we're all overworked and underpaid. And if you're not trying to boycott America within itself, go fuck yourself. You're trying to sit here and boycott Marvel because they're getting money. Let's talk about McDonald's workers, hospital workers, all kind of workers. We're all underpaid and overworked. We all do more work than we get paid for. So shut the fuck up. I don't care about your sob story. Oh, I've seen workers cry next to me. I've seen workers cry next to me. And you know what? Go get another job. That's America. You're not happy where you are. You go work somewhere else. Go work for DC. They say you're blacklisted by Marvel, not DC. Go get another fucking job. So that's my opinion. It might sound harsh, brash, but I don't care, man. I'm not about to stop watching what I love because. Marvel makes me feel good, and I'm not about to stop watching what I love because a couple workers feel overworked. We all are overworked. 
Yo, my Achilles been hurting for the last three weeks. My knee has been hurting for the last two years. My back has been hurting for the last year. I got to wear a back brace at work. We are all overworked. Our bodies are falling apart. But you know what? This is America. This is why we are the fattest country in the world, because we all overwork. And when you get off work, you just want a double quarter pounder with cheese, something quick, fast food, something quick. This is why we all are overworked. Seriously, I'm not about to sit and cry with you guys, man. Go fuck yourself. Go get another job because this is what we do. This is America. Now, that's the end of my Marvel News show. If you want to keep listening, I am about to drop the Nope review that got zero views on YouTube. About to drop it right here at the end of this. So stick around. If you haven't seen it, um, you might just want to skip that portion. If you have seen it, you can hear my breakdown right here on Straight Out of Marvel podcast, but it's still Kevin 27 World. It shows Kevin 27. Believe until you make believers. What up? It's your host, Kevin 27, back with another fire movie review. And today we got Nope on the docket. So before we get into it, make sure you like, comment, and subscribe. Turn on that notification bell for more fire videos. Now let's go. So Nope was released last weekend and it opened to some mixed reviews to say the least. All the celebrities not named Logan Paul are praising it, but that's what they do. Don't want to lose those industry connections. But the Rotten Tomatoes score for audience says it all. Nope was just nope. And the audience reflected that with 71% on the Rotten Tomatoes score. They should have named it dope because that's what Jordan Peele was smoking on thinking this movie was good. After Get Out, each of his movies have gotten progressively worse. For this to be a horror film, it wasn't much horror. Nope. Starts out on a ranch with one of the most famous black faces in America, Keith David, and Daniel Kaluuya, when all of a sudden the weather starts raining metal, not men, and the dad is struck by a quarter which kills him. Apparently, a lot of people don't know how gravity works because a quarter from a high enough altitude can kill you. And to me, the problems automatically start here. So clearly you can tell something is wrong with the dad by the way he slumped over on the horse riding it. And Daniel Kaluuya's character is just laying on the ground looking stupid for like three minutes before he decides, hmm, maybe I should check on my old ass dad. Yo, Daniel Kaluuya's character is like this the whole movie dull not really much interested in saying anything interesting and so boring dude couldn't even look these white men in the eye in the beginning on the hollywood set making it seem like black man can't talk in these settings and needed to be saved by a sister just horrible jordan peele i'm disappointed in you as a black man thank god for kiki palmer because she was excellent in this film she was very witty and her brash kept the movie feeling not so boring and stale. I would like to see her starring in more films like this because she was great in a not so great movie. Also, great LGBTQ plus IA or however you said, I'm sorry, guys, uh, LGBTQIA plus representation for the movie. 
other than her most of the actors were so cringe it was unbearable yo why would the worker from fries just be so invested in these random people he doesn't know and why would he have a sneaky suspicion that they're trying to catch aliens it makes zero sense and the guy who was talking with his stupid raspy voice talking like he's batman ready to save gotham also made no sense going on a suicide mission while filming please 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 can't we talk about the random ass guy who shows up at the ranch just because 40 people just came up missing i mean and the first thing he says is this cloud hasn't moved this cloud hasn't moved it was so stupid i just don't get it what was the point of it i mean he basically was there just so kiki palmer could look cool riding away on a motorcycle instead of a horse now let's talk the big bad of the movie an alien that looks like a flying saucer that is hiding behind one fake ass cloud first of all why would an alien be shapeshifted into a flying saucer if it's not a flying saucer it's just so redundant it, it like that was just stupid Ugh, i hated that part i actually thought the movie was pretty intriguing until you know they revealed that the flying saucer is not a flying saucer but an alien in itself that took me out the movie because i'm thinking so this isn't a plot for world domination this nigga's just hungry hungry disappointed to say the least had to be the dumbest alien ever you mean to tell me this alien can shapeshift turn off electromagnetic fields come drop his period blood all on a specific house that he knows the ops he knew that was the ops house he went to that house specifically to drop blood on it and all kinds of other shit but he can't tell the difference between a human and an inflatable human terrible writing also you have to look the alien in its eye for it to abduct you terrible writing that's what that is it's terrible writing it's just like is this alien smart or not does he have powers or not or it plus the ending when it looked like a big ass parachute i'm just like bruh this is so unrealistic is doing a bad job at not being seen possibly the dumbest alien in cinema no cap this movie was a whole mess i mean the alien was roaming around freely like oh i don't want to be captured on film but uh you guys can see me though like that's cool with me just as long as you don't capture me on film i mean it was just stupid i, I just uh -uh. just like this asian guy was a mess guy trying to summon the alien and ended up getting abducted along with 40 other people why were they there did they know about the alien asian guy acting like he was cool with the alien and got bamboozled if it's such a secret why do all these people know about it the abduction was also cringe because it was nothing inside the alien just guts it looked like when on men in black it looked just like on men in black when um i forget his name uh the the white dude i, I ain't trying to be racist but uh when he got abducted or not abducted but he got eaten whole 
by the alien to go get his gun and then he blew the insides out i mean it's not i i just i mean it just didn't make any sense like they was just like screaming and shit like at least try to fight so that was terrible like what what was that about someone should have got the biting this leads to the actor who just previously turned down their endeavors goes to the ranch to get the perfect shot of the alien he even brings a camera that doesn't run on electricity i mean come on like and you thinking oh okay we got something here then he gets the shot of a lifetime real footage of an alien just to say fuck it and get abducted by the alien on purpose so he can film on the inside why i mean we have never seen clear video right of flying saucers and all of this stuff it's always just little cringy shit we never see like a full like cool video this was it this was it right here he could have at least gave the footage to the fries guy but instead now he fucks it up for everyone there is no logic in this it's one thing if he gets a little shot on the inside and drops it and the game takes it from there but nope that was just silly and made zero sense so the way they kill this alien is by having it suck up a big inflatable cowboy and it does the trick and kiki palmer is screaming at it like yeah that's what happened when you mess with my family and i'm sitting here like this was the worst ending i think i've seen from a movie it was so anticlimactic it was like watching the lakers win the bubble championship in game six it was cool but i felt nothing just like the end of this movie like that was it literally that's it no possible hint at an alien takeover or whether it's more out there like it nope i mean remember on the end of us i didn't think it was going to be a part two to us but it left it up to interpretation like hey like this some crazy shit that can happen the same thing would get out it was left up to interpretation that it could be more stuff like this this movie it just ended kiki palmer get up and just walks away <laughs> like that was it that shit was terrible like what the hell like pure cringe now some people on the internet are saying this movie is a metaphor for people would do anything for fame because daniel and kiki's character were trying to capture this alien on camera to get on oprah and they tried to correlate that with the monkey losing his shit over being in the film industry and killed almost everyone on set including people in the audience which was ridiculous that damn monkey would have got killed so fast stop it and i'm not saying one-on-one people can go against a monkey but come on it was like 30 people up on our set because it was people dead in the audience and then obviously the people on on you know who was there man that monkey would have got fucked up so yeah i'm not buying the metaphor like it's silly if you're constantly spotting what you think is a flying saucer you're going to try and capture it physically or on film like let's be real here so with all that being said nope left us with more questions than answers that aren't really worth searching for in my opinion was it a waste of time no but it left a lot to be desired nope stands for not of planet earth when it should stand for narcissism planet earth 
for Jordan Peele thinking this movie was anything but a CGI mess. If you thought this was a good movie, I don't know. So with that being said, it's definitely a 6 out of 10 and that's me being nice because of Kiki Palmer. So if you enjoyed this video, like, comment, and subscribe for more content and live streams and follow Kevin27World. Believe until you make believers.